this message is specifically shared for the church and Christian audience. Um, but even if that doesn't seem to pertain to you, you still might enjoy listening in. I like to welcome anyone in to listen and give feedback and um, join our conversations. But the other day I put up a video on social media, mainly because I enjoy asking check questions. And um, I think it's something that's important for all of us to do because it helps set us forward in, I don't know, being grateful for what we have as well as how can we do things better. And, um, but this question that I asked, I also kind of wanted to expand into what's been on my heart today. But a long time ago, before a lot of year 2020's chaos, there had been things um, stirring up in my heart. And one of the things was the church asking ourselves the what ifs. And so I had kind of focused on asking, like, let's say we were just abundant in religious freedoms and the church wasn't as oppressed as they have felt by legislation and society, culture, and whatnot. Even then, I believe it's important to ask the what if. And so the question was, what if your religious freedoms were taken away and you didn't have the avenue to have church per usual, have uh, things organized that way, the system built that way? And so would you pivot and find creative ways to be the church and be who you are in Christ more actively on not just Sunday, but the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in life? Would you be more intentional in reaching into the lives of others and and how the Bible applies to today, our relationship with God applies to today. Would we do that? Would we do it more? Would we do it better? And would we work that in creatively? Because that's what we're meant to do anyway, right? And so my question is, why aren't we doing that today? Even with our religious freedoms, where they're at why not both? Because personally, I believe that's what we should be doing as Christians, as the church. And honestly, I think that is one of the many reasons why the world has such an issue with us. And because we think we're right in areas, we don't always see ourselves as receiving correction. I think we have the attitude of who are we as a church to receive correction from the world? right? I'm not saying that's everyone, but I, I believe that a lot of things fall under some general statements. And so then I went on further to say to state our even ifs, which kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about today, to encourage you not to shame anyone, but to encourage us all in who we're meant to be and why we're here and the difference we're meant to make and that it's not all about us. That it's about others and reaching into the lives of others and loving others because that's what's going to change the world. That's what's going to reach people, right? Not trying to self-preserve everything within our own life, but what can we do to meet others' needs in a resilient way? And so 
We asked our what if, now we need to state our even if. Our even if is, even if all that is taken away, we are resilient. We are resilient even if they take it away. Hey, the gospel cannot be stopped. Us loving others cannot be stopped. Sharing Jesus with others cannot be stopped. People, we have the world watching us right now. And they are looking at how we are responding. If churches can't function the way that they do right now, the only thing that is really affected is a pastor and the staff and their salaries. And don't get me wrong, I love church and I would feel horrible. I have family who are pastors. I have a lot of friends who are pastors. I am just saying, if worse comes to worse, let's at least show resiliency. The world is watching and they watch how we respond. Let's rise up, bold Christians. And not just rise up in strength with stubbornness and uh, debating talents. That's not what the world needs. Let's respond in our boldness in how we face adversity and instead how we pivot and turn in love. And let's get innovative. You know, when you think about it, a church, the way it functions right now, if you go in, most of the times of the week, what do you see when you go into a church outside of an actual church service? There's a lot of empty rooms, right? Now, just think if it had to be taken away. Think of what we would have to do to carry on gathering together, to create jobs for people so that we could still be the church outside the church in a different form. Imagine a building where we have a coffee shop in there and the people running the coffee shop to fund what we do to keep going are those who need the second chances in life, right? The people that really need help. And what if some of the other rooms were a place for Christian counselors and their doors are open and people are going in and getting the help they need. And then we have the other area where those who need a place to be a safe haven from their home, they can hang out and you have a library there of books and resources and imagine them being in there more often as you see other people in businesses all the time. Because maybe if we functioned as a business and didn't call ourselves a church, and the pastor still had a type of job because of what he did to fill the different roles in that building that we had and the people that we brought in. In my mind, I'm thinking if we were innovative with that, that would be a hopping church that is not a church, but quite possibly a church even more on fire. And I get excited thinking about that. Again, I don't want to see religious freedoms taken away. I don't want to see churches die out. But whether or not that happens, I get excited about thinking about what could be and what we could build now, even if we have our religious freedoms and our churches. And I get excited that if they were able to take it away, the amazing things we could do and even more. The reason why it's not happening is because people just aren't doing it. I believe we can do it but we're not because a lot of us, we have 
figured out a system. That's how we fill this system. And that's where the glass ceiling is. But I think we need to realize we don't have a glass ceiling. There is so much more that we can do in effectively reaching people and spreading the gospel. And so I just want to encourage you. Let's show the world that we are resilient because we are Christians. We have a God who is so powerful and can do so many things. I think that we need to respond differently. So I firmly believe that we can create avenues and ways and rightful education for people to lead because it's apparent that everything, uh, whether it's a Christian organization or a non-Christian organization or a business or a nonprofit or a home or any kind of group, there's got to be some kind of leadership. There has to be some form of teaching. And, um, but I think there are better ways of doing it. And I think there are ways of being able to continue it in some pretty great ways outside of a traditional system that has just always been that way. Again, think about the pivot. Think about what we can do. We tend to be affiliated with a fellowship or denomination. And sometimes that can seem to give a bad taste to people because they're like, oh, denominations, um, it's a system, it's being in the box. And I get that because um, I'm a very out-of-the-box person. And so I know that there's there's boxingness. And I, then I also know there's relevant structure. And, um, but one of the things that I appreciate about fellowships and denominations is they have ways to make sure that the leader is at a competent level of knowledge and integrity and accountability. And that's important. And I, the world would agree with that too, because they want people to be held accountable for their actions because a lot of people have done wrong things in the name of God and Christianity. And um, anyway, there's just a whole big, <laughs> we could go on and on with things like that. But accountability is important. But here's the thing. The way the church system is now, it's not the only way to have accountability. So... Let's say we were able to do that. We were able to create a way for people to be properly educated and um, held accountable in integrity and proper knowledge of scripture because teaching scripture without a form of discipleship and mentorship and training and education, that is that can also be really damaging. So that's where structure is really important. A house without structure isn't a house at all. It's a broken home. So what really excites me, going back to that example that I was giving, which is just one example of many, um, <sighs> that's the beauty of innovation. Like, there's so many ideas my mind can't even think straight right now. Uh, <laughs> but going back to that illustration that I was painting with 
a vibrant building filled with people who were doing all kinds of things and had different kinds of places that they were able to fill and be who they are and grow in who they are and have new open doors and new opportunities. What really excites me about that is while you have other people growing and leading with this kind of setup, I just envision more people intentionally hanging out and meeting together in in ways where the focus is going to be more towards the gospel and more towards what the Bible says and how it applies to life today. The cool thing about it is I see people who in a church system may not quite be equipped to teach or lead something or be in an official place of volunteership or leadership. I see people who were in the church system aren't necessarily able to do that. But in this other kind of setup, they're able to share what they know about God, what they're excited about and speaking into these people's lives. And some people might say, well, if that's the case, then why aren't they doing it now? It goes back to what I was pointing out earlier, the glass ceiling. Sometimes we aren't doing it because we have allowed a type of system to be in our mind of this is how it is and this is the way it goes. Because with church in place, if you meet together on a Tuesday at a coffee shop or in another place, you're probably going to talk about other things. But when you take away church and you're forced to meet together in a different kind of setup, an innovative setup that you had to do because you had to pivot and you had to gather differently. And in order for it to work, you you functioned and you met differently and more often. Because it's taking place of church, in your mind, you're probably going to bring those kinds of conversations to the forefront. Because sometimes in our minds, we think those conversations are set for a Sunday. And yeah, there are people having great conversations outside of Sunday. And I've been a part of a lot of them. But as a general role, society is not functioning that way. That's not why they meet when they're not meeting for a Sunday. Like... We know that small groups and life groups exist. That's when people branch off from a normal church service and they meet together in homes or coffee shop and they discuss the Bible and they talk with one another. In this kind of setup, imagine that happening in groups of anywhere from 2 to 5 to 15 times that by 25 in a week alone. Because in the setup that I'm imagining, it's happening. And I get excited about that. I think of people just coming in because because the setup is different and because of the kinds of activity that's going on and people are just there and things are going, I see people just showing up. I see people just bringing themselves in that they otherwise wouldn't bring them to a church on a Sunday. 
I see more people walking through the doors just to be loved, to hang out, to go get that coffee, to go get that resource, to go see that counselor that they needed to see. And it's so welcoming because there's all kinds of people that are filling the building. I get excited when I think of someone coming out of the counselor's office and sitting down because they just need a moment at the chair. And then someone else acknowledges them and just asks, hey, how are you doing? And then a conversation and a relationship begins. And in another area of the building where something else is functioning and bringing life to this environment, I just imagine children and youth who are from abusive homes being able to just come and connect and hang out and be a part of what is happening. I imagine them forming and building great relationships with those who are there doing the things that they're meant to do, the things that they're called to do, pouring into the lives of others. And in another main area, I see a worship service going and people just pouring out their hearts, worshiping and praying. I see a pastor, and I'm just going to say pastor, but maybe he has to be dubbed as motivational speaker. But I see him up there preaching the word of God and sharing his heart. And you can have that on a Sunday still because, I mean, you can because businesses are open on Sundays. So I don't see why not. We could just do it because we can. <laughs> but I just see so many things awesome things happening because of the innovative thinking that we've chosen to bring into this scenario. It makes me excited to see the different ways that we can pour in and make a difference with the extra things that we're doing and the way that we're bringing people in and the way that we're sending people out. I get excited about that. I get excited about seeing a church, and I'm just going to say church, but I guess I could say building since we're talking about, you know, if we don't have one. I see this place full of life, thriving. I see people stepping up and wanting to learn and do more. I see deep, authentic friendships and relationships and mentorships and hands-on discipleship taking place. I see lives being changed. So yeah, there's a lot of things that might stink and we need to keep fighting for religious freedom. And we need to keep voting the way we need to vote. We need to keep standing up. But even if, even if they take traditional church away because of legislation and rules, let's be resilient. Church, rise up. Don't lose heart. Be bold. Think about what we can do. And maybe... Just maybe something beautiful will happen because the gospel cannot be stopped. Our God is great. Our hearts are strong because we're able to through him. So let's 
respond well. Be resilient, church. The world is watching.